Projecting the jump. Projecting the jump. Projecting the jump. Projecting the jump. It's Nathan, Licky, and Jay. They're projecting the jump today. Will they guess right? Nobody knows. It's a podcast. It's about basketball. I grind for the love of the game. NBA opening night, just in sight. Grind for the love of the game. Ranks, ADP, what's wrong? What's right? Welcome back to Projecting the Jump, everybody. We're here. We're here. We're just uh, started the NBA season right around the corner. Just a couple days away. You know, it's funny because I just freshly thought of a metaphor uh, around Christmas and being a child. And, you know, you know, you're so excited. It's Christmas season. And, you know, it's like second of December 15th blah 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 then one day you wake up and you're like it's december 23rd like christmas is literally around the corner for an nba junkie i just did my longest standing dynasty draft got my drafts in the books i feel like i'm really ready to wake up and try to catch santa claus on tuesday yeah it feels weird to be transitioning from this pre-draft process into the actual okay like i'm gonna start adjusting my lineups now going forward i mean it's uh you know i know a lot of people are are this is the big drafts weekend uh, coming up. So uh, if you're just listening to it for this, uh, welcome for that. Um, and if, but if you've already drafted, this is also a really um, kind of a fun, kind of a fun uh, a moment to uh, just relax and take in some content. Exactly. Thank you for saying that. So this is being recorded October 21st, Saturday evening. Um, editing will happen after we record. You'll probably be listening to this Sunday at the earliest. Uh, so if you still have a draft, awesome. Um, but yeah, this is just a good way to examine whether uh, you've drafted or not. So this is what the podcast is. This is basically a ranks examination. So, uh, you know, I wanted, wanted to go in and Nate and I took a look like what it's Yahoo's pre-draft ranks we're using. Like, where are they missing the mark? What this is not is a do not draft list. This isn't even a fade list. This is simply like a great exercise uh, in using rank in ADP. Uh, and comparing the two as a means of seeing where there's value in a draft. So it's basically uh, a value identification tool. Um, also, I'd recommend playing along at home. So for Yahoo, this is the path. So on your desktop, under the ranks, there's a draft analysis tab. You hit that and you can follow along and use the ADP we'll be using. Um, and if it's on your phone, you go to the players. And instead of having it be available players, you switch it to all players, hit season rank, and then you can follow along if you'd like at home. Yeah, let, let's get after it. And if for anybody that's this is their first time listening, uh, kind of our general gist on projecting the jump, I hope you kind of follow through on the season. We typically will do a lot more deeper dives on players. Uh, this is kind of a fun one for us because it is it's a lot more quick takes, but yeah. uh, but but typically throughout the season, um, it's a lot of uh, kind of deeper analysis on on kind of those fringe roster players or making kind of finesse moves as far as regards on trade. So uh, uh, hopefully some kind of, good food for thought for the entire season and uh um, we'd love to have you the whole for the whole season long please stay no it's a good point so we're gonna this is a bit of a rapid fire um but there's good research in there so let's just get it started so when i began this exercise examining the first round this player was um he was squarely in it he's fallen out a little bit uh the player that i think is going too high in your general first round is kyrie irving uh, he mm-hmm. has a, he has a rank of 14 and ADP of 13.1. Uh, when I came up with this topic, uh, he was still squarely in the first round. I saw him go at number 12 overall in a draft last Friday. So this is my basic analysis, Nathan. Let me know what you think. 
if you take Kyrie as your highest drafted player or even your second highest and you don't feel a little nauseous, then I have some literature on the flat earth I'd love to sell you. Uh, cheap prices too. So that's that's my analysis. I just don't want to play fantasy that way. What about you? Yeah, I, I agree. I think the first round is pretty safe. I don't think there's a lot of misses in here. I think they're they're all just kind of an eye of the beholder, how you want to build your team. Um, but why take that much risk in the first round? Right. Especially for a guy who historically is only going to play 60 games. Like, w- why take that uh, that pill right off the bat? I think the rest of the first round is just a matter of how you want to build your team. Um, you know, I, I, I totally a hundred percent agree with, with that take. I did give, uh, I did give in that first round. Um, and I don't know what you think about this, but I, I kind of thought that uh, small forward is a little shallow this season. Um, so I gave, I gave small forwards a little bump up, um, that being Jason Tatum in particular. Um, and I also found that, uh, there's an elite category of point guards that I thought was kind of a little bit head and shoulders above the second tier. So I gave uh, of that elite category a slight bump up as well in that first uh, that first second round uh, kind of window. Two good things in there I want to touch on. Number one is, yes, I think historically small forwards, the position that after you draft, if you're not cognizant of it, you can find yourself like making some begging trades like your roster. There was one year where I think I had two eligible small forwards and it just it like literally kept me up at night. Like I know that's sick and wrong and means, you know, I need to get a life, but <laughs> it like really bothered me, man. Like I, I was like, I can't live this way with two small forward eligible players. So that's a great point. And then on the point guard tier, the player I have is being too low is Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, he has a rank of six in an ADP of six point nine. But for him to have an average draft position of 6.9, that means people are getting him at 7, 8, sometimes 9. And I think that's wild. I think outside of the Joker that Halley may be the most sure thing on the board. Uh, statistically, I think this is prime Steve Nash playing in the 2023 NBA game environments. Uh, I, just, I just think the combination of floor and ceiling with him and fun factor, you have it all. Um, so I think you got to start looking his way by, by pick three. And if you want to take him over and bead, I got no problem with it about you. Yeah, 100% agree with those takes. I think I feel uh, locks up with you on that one. Beautiful. So that's the first round. So moving on to the second round. This is a popular player I have is too high, and, I, and I'm excited to hear your take on this guy here. I got Mikel Bridges uh, as mm. is going too high. Uh, he has a rank of 19 and ADP of 19.5. Um, so, you know, I can see the upside case, you know, as a high usage scoring wing. He's now the lead guy on the nets. Uh, but when I looked into it, you know, his other stats were a little more hollow than you may think once he came over to Brooklyn. Uh, so in his time with the nets last season, you basically got four rebounds and two assists uh, as a net. And the blocks and seals went down from uh, his career averages uh, in those 27 games. you got a single steal in 0.6 blocks. So with the increased responsibility as a go-to guy in an offense, and he looked great, uh, you saw a bit of a decrease in everything else. So I think the perception of the player and the popularity of the player uh, kind of outweighs the production aside from the scoring stats. So if he was going in the mid-third, I'd, I'd be great with that. I just think mm-hmm. there's shots in the second round I'd rather take. I think he's a sneaky player as far as the fact that like he may not have the crazy across-the-board upside that we feel like when we think back to his days as a role player with Phoenix with that efficiency and those defensive stats. Yeah, I can see that. I I I have him squarely in the middle of my second round and my particular my particular rankings, but I also feel a little um 
I feel a little saddened in in a certain way because uh, right. I have loved drafting Mikel Bridges he, over the he last was handful of years. He was a glue, He's guy. A glue guy, and I feel like he was that like really nice uh, mid round draft guy yep. that you you felt like you you had a little secret, and now the secret's out. And I I do worry about the upside. I don't know if there's upside at that particular spot. Um, I think his, his floor is incredibly high, but I don't know if, you know, if you're looking at drafting a guy in the second round that you think is going to be top 10, um, you know, that's kind of part of the reason you might be drafting right. somebody there. I don't, I don't see top 10 upside there. I was going to give a bloated metaphor about the character from she is all that. And Michaela Bridge is going from glue guy to popular girl, but I'll leave that on the table because, because what you said uh, about in the second round, I'm looking for a guy who can get me first round value. I don't see that with bridges. Uh, the player I think is going too low, I do see that, and that's Trey Young. Uh, now, I went back today to come through, uh, and his rankings in ADP had ticked up. Since I started researching this, his rank is 15, ADP is 17.9. But, uh, yeah, I think mm. the nearly identical ADP, a little bit higher over Bridges, uh, you get elite production in four categories. You get scoring, free throw percentage, the three-pointers, and the assists. It's very easy to build around. Um, mm-hmm. and I think he's a first round value in the right builds as to where Bridges, like we talked about, is being drafted at his absolute ceiling. I think Trey Young's being drafted around his medium outcome, if not closer to his floor and his ceiling, I, it's still top 10. It just is, in my opinion. Yeah. What were you out on Trey? I agree. I mean, he's a, he's a terrible defender, but somehow he kind of has that Steph, the Steph ability to rack up steals on top of that. Um, and kind of give you a pretty round game. He's a great deal. And I think there has been a little bit of a uh, overall fade from the, the yes. NBA community on him. Um, but, uh, but I think for fantasy reasons, uh, he still is absolutely elite. Um, I love point guards in general in this, in the second round. And in, in, uh, yeah. so I kind of have, I have a number of point guards that I bumped up into this category too, in my rankings for the second round. Um and maybe you're going to jump on these guys too, but I I also put Cade uh I put Cade square uh squarely into that spot. I actually have him uh one spot after Trey Young here. Um, Whoa, that's you've always been high on Cade, and I and I respect it. That's pretty high. I would rather have Cade than Bridges in a vacuum in a nine cat league, but that's mm-hmm. uh that's a lot higher than um consensus. So I you know I respect that. It is. It's it's one of my bigger jumps out there. But I I love the ability to, especially with those early round picks, when you're figuring out what your build is. I love guys that you that are going to give you across the board production that then later in the rounds give you flexibility to to take the best value available rather than taking somebody early, you know, on and then be like, okay, well, my build is now for the rest of the draft. I need to find these particular guys and be reaching for those ones. So a guy like Kate at this part, uh, although he he's got a pretty low floor, I I like the ability to kind of across the board production. So would it be fair to say that you're projecting a, a jump for Kate here in year three? I think it's pretty fair. I mean, he looked, uh, uh, I think that Team USA experience was, uh, you know, historically has been really valuable for guys coming off of that, uh, kind of having access to those best of the best of coaches, playing against the best of the best competition. You know, he wasn't on the Team USA, but he was on the team, yeah. the select team. Um, and they, you know, he got a lot of, he was, spoken of very highly and from everything that came out, if he wasn't, if Detroit wasn't playing 
a little bit conservative with his injury coming back, he would have clearly been on that team and would have been probably playing a large role. So I, I think, yeah, yeah, I, I do have him taking up. I'm projecting him a pretty good jump there. And uh, so obviously into the middle of the second round. Now, last thing on Cade and, and to your point here, uh, ADP average is 35. Uh, DeJounte's 33. Give me Cade Cunningham over him every time. I think he's at least a, a round, if not two rounds higher uh, as far as, you know, his ceiling outcome. And then Jalen Brown is going uh, just one pick after as far as ADP. And there's just no world, especially with the additions that Boston has, as far as the usage for Jalen Brown, there's no way that's going up. Uh, so every time, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a little bit of a, a second to third round sleeper appeal with Kay Jalen. And I think you could be happy with a mid-second uh, pick on him. Third round, who you, who you, got, uh, who you got highlighted in here? All right. Well, this one pains me, Natron. Uh, oh. I'm, hu- I'm a huge fan of this player. I know you are too. Uh, his rank and his ADP are technically sound. You know, they're spot on. Uh, but this is my entire analysis. I just can't with this bro. Uh, his games played. Uh, so this is Paul George. Uh, his games played. Oh, yeah. PG. We love PG. But his games played since, uh, you know, the Clippers made that uh, dastardly trade uh, since 2019, uh, 2019-20. He's played 48 games, 54, 31, and 56. His rank is 28 and his ADP is 32. So the opportunity cost of just like plugging my nose and taking this guy in the mid-third round, it's again, it's similar to Kyrie. It's just not how I want to build my teams out. Now, I do think the injury prone, and I want to hear if you could let me know what you think about this part, especially the injury prone tag is overrated, but I've seen this guy in the player pool during the fantasy playoffs one too many times, and I'm going to pass. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting, this, that particular block of 12 picks, I also only had one guy highlighted as if, as a, as somebody that I had considerably lower than where he was going, and that was also Paul George, and for all the reasons that you said, I mean, I love him, I love his games, well-rounded, he only helps, doesn't hurt, but he can't stay on the, he can't stay healthy. And I don't, and he's, as he's, I think it'd be pretty rare to see like a good aging guy turn that trend, which we have seen. We saw, we saw with Brooke Lopez last year, but, uh, but in the third round, that's a little, little steep for me. If he slips into the late fourth. Yeah. I'm going to jump all over him. I mean, I have him, I have him at, uh, in, in, on our auction value, I'm at 22, his ADP is 28 for, uh, so it kind of gives you an idea of where, what I kind of think of them, but it's yeah. too, too rich for my blood at that point. Paul George is one of those players that once I'm in the fourth round and it, my pick is approaching and he's on the board, I just kind of hope he goes so I don't have to be faced with that decision. Just kind of hope someone else takes him right in front of me. Uh, he's a sharply dressed man, great looking guy. Um, seems like a great guy, but yeah, Paul George's time on my fantasy rosters has passed. Okay, so this is... I, I do have a question for you because it, it okay. is applicable for both the last round and this round in particular. Um, and, and it's something that I've been wrestling with. And there's a couple guys from this team who I have moved up significantly and they moved way down and then moved back up again. And I haven't quite, uh, depending on the day I, I do wildly different things. I'd love to but, help. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts. And at the moment, I have them ranked both considerably higher than ADP. Um, but the, the, these are members of the Toronto Raptors. Um, and so I'm trying to decide 
what I think that the outcome of this team is. And I'm thinking that in this range, we're talking about yeah. last round, Pascal Siakam right now, Scotty Barnes. What do you think? Are you, are you higher on lower uh, on Raptors than, than general consensus? One of those players you mentioned is on my third, my fifth round list. Um, so I'm going mm. to save the analysis for him and if I offer analysis of the other player, I will reveal that player. But that's okay. You've come to listen to the podcast, not play some mystery game. P- Pascal Siakam, I think, is going too high. I do. Um, you know, oh, this is great. I haven't gone too low. Yeah, no, I just at, he's what late twenties. Yeah, and I, I think in our draft and the auction, yeah, the dollar amount you paid for him, he's on your roster, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, higher than I want. I just there's something about him. Um, and this Raptors team has kind of funny vibes. Um, mm-hmm. you know, him and, uh, the GM, um, drawing a blank on his name, um, Mason, Messiah, Jerry, they're going to say Mason Plumley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jerry. Obviously there's some weird beef going on there something going on. And That's I just strange. think we've, we've, I think he has already peaked as a lead facilitator, ball handler and score on the Toronto Raptors. And I don't think any team that trades for him. And I think New York as you know, there's a lot of whispers there is going to put mm-hmm. him in a featured role. So I, f- I feel like the outcomes based on the situation, what I've seen from the player. Yeah. I'm not interested in the second. Uh, there's other guys in the third I'd rather have as well. So he's, he's pretty much a fade for me. Uh, he would have to fall pretty far. Uh, I'm just not interested. Mm, I like that analysis. And then, um, yeah, I guess I'm, yeah, I'm quite curious because on one hand, uh, Nick Nurse obviously ran his players so quite a bit higher uh, average minutes per game. Um, so I think it's pretty safe to right off the bat to project all those players 10% uh, down on minutes. At the same time, um, so I think it's kind of the balance of uh, what that minutes reduction will look like versus potentially having a little bit more free-flowing, more... Uh, updated offense and so uh, i i guess I, I i'm all over the board on them but uh um i think i think i'm a little bit higher on consensus on the raptors than than adps are yeah which is fair i mean uh i if you want dick on your team if you want grady you probably start reaching by around 19 or 20 um but uh <laughs> shout out grady dick interesting pick this reminds me of, like Corey kisper i just don't know why you're it's just a weird pick in the lottery i don't know We'll see. Yeah, it's 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 a pick for a team that thinks that they are a right. small piece away. Right. Just sign Max Struess. <laughs> like if you need, yeah. if you think you need a shooter, they were not one shooter away from anything. All right. Yeah. We're rolling on, y'all. So so too low. This is the player I have is too low, and it is Carl Anthony Towns. I, I don't, Nate. I'm interested. I don't know how you're going to feel about this one. So hear me out. Um, he has a rank of 26, uh, ADP of 23.8. So that ticked up a bit since I came up with the premise and the outline and picked my players. Uh, so he's just ticking right up into the hair of the bottom of the second, but he goes in the third plenty. Okay. So as the ADP is beginning to show us, you know, during this tick up, I just don't think town should be available any time in the third round in any format. And I think whether it's a nine category league, whether it's a points league, whether it's a rotisserie league, he just has such a well-rounded fantasy game that the format is irrelevant. Um, and this is why I love him this year, because he's, he's been a first rounder basically every year since his rookie year. He had an ADP last season of 9.3, and I think that was a little high at the time. Um, but, I mean, now you are you can get him in the third. You know, he played 29 games uh, last year prior to the calf injury. or No, total. That's total. Uh, then he sustained that calf injury. 
prior to the injury, he was the 15th ranked player in nine cat. And I think it reminds me of Trey Young. I think drafters seem to have fatigue with Carl Anthony Towns. I think much like Trey Young, there's like a relative lack of popularity with these guys. And I think it seeped into their ADP this year. In our auction league, I did, I tried to capitalize on that. I thought I got great prices on them both. Um, so yeah, Carl Anthony Towns, for me, he's in the 18 to 20 range, which is age 27 season. Um, the goal bear thing, that, I think that's baked into the ADP now. We're not drafting a, a high usage, do everything, go-to guy center anymore. We're drafting a do-it-all player who's going to help you everywhere. Still carries crazy weekly upside. Any week, he could be a top five player. I just like getting that, you know, in the third round or an auction. I think I paid $38. I felt good about that. Um, where are you at with Towns? I, I know you're not a huge fan. Um, but, yeah, fantasy-wise, where are you at? It is ironic for a couple guys that do a podcast. I think that if Carl Anthony Towns never did a podcast, he would – be, he would be solidly in the upper second rounds, but his <laughs> but his doing podcasts over the co- course of the summer have uh, eroded kind of his popularity so much that I think that's part of the reason that he slipped quite so far um, because he is great. He's clearly is great, but uh, yeah. but there is a lack of popularity, and and I think it is a little bit of a. Um, We've seen it, and so like we're kind of expecting the dip because he because he's been doing it at such a high level for so long. But he he did come into the league doing it right away. So um, although I don't like him much, I don't really trust him much as a real life player. It's hard to argue with that production, and uh, and I Bro. once again even I I plug my nose and I have him in my uh, in right right in that like second like late second early third round ratings and uh um men's probably probably too low but if you see him fly off the board at 18 or 20 you're not like what's this guy doing they don't they have no idea what they're doing no yeah it's uh no. i mean in, like you said in our draft like the moment that he went on the clock the, the further went on i was like what am i doing i need to be in on this guy and you yeah. still got a good value on him question about the third round just popped in my head so your first couple of rounds, you know, I think we both feel like you want to set a foundation, minimize risk. Um, third round is kind of this interesting area where I look for a combination of both. But as we get from the third into the fourth, is there any philosophical change as far as how much upside or how much of like a variance you're willing to gamble on? And that, that bleeds into my fourth round player who I think is too high. And I'll, I'll give you that name after But Where are you on upside versus safety in this third to fourth round range? Of drafts that's a good question i feel like the fourth round is where you can definitely take big swings i mean i'm i'm looking at my fourth round right now and it's um littered with guys that i have significantly higher than adp at that this point okay. um that's that's based off of the rankings i think in practicality um it's the first opportunity to really start building out your roster construction a little bit as you get your foundational guys you can kind of be like okay well this is the roster i'm going for and then you can kind of tinker with it a lot more but uh but you're right i mean i have i have five guys in a row that i have highlighted at the the top of the fourth round that i have uh, that are going a round or two earlier than uh-huh. average. Why don't you toss out a couple names? I'm just, I'm too curious to wait, then I'll g- give you my two high player. Well, my number one, which is going to be way and way higher than, than average. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to roll two real quickly here. Okay. The first is uh, Franz Wagner. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of that is because in Yahoo, he has three positional uh, opportunities 
Um, I feel the same way with Josh Giddy. I, I don't feel actually that great about Josh Giddy, but three positions is pretty stellar. Franz Wagner, I feel really good about. I think that he has a good chance of blowing past that value. And he just kind of helped your team quite a bit. Um, but the main guy who's, this is a little spice. This is a spicy take. This is the fourth uh, round we're talking? This is, uh, yeah, I have this player ranked at 41 on okay. my on my rankings, um, but he's going significantly lower than that. Um, and once again, it's a player that I don't think is actually really good in real life. Um, Jordan Poole? that is, uh, well, no, I have, I have Jordan Poole higher than that. Okay. <laughs> I, I, have, I have Jordan Poole ranked at 34, but I have Anthony Simons ranked at uh, 42. In a um, nine-category league? In a nine-category league, I have, I have an Anthony so Simon. much higher than everybody else. Okay, I have an Anthony. You shouldn't have told me that. I'm going to remember that when we're negotiating. I have an Anthony Simons share. I'm willing to negotiate with you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it was the one of the most seconds. frustrating things. And and as you can tell, uh, it, in our in our draft, my internet blipped out for about ten seconds, right. and you ended up scooping them ahead of for me. Eight bucks. And uh, in an auction draft, it was a real bummer. But. Mm. Uh, the uh, yeah, I think what, basically what we've seen off of Anthony Simons is a he's not that good, but b when Dame is not around, he puts up exceptional numbers. I mean, okay. he puts up top twenty numbers when he's not when he feels completely empowered to run the offense, and uh, and I think he's going to feel that way this season, and I think that we were going to see three point shooting numbers through the roof. We're going to see. Uh, scoring and efficiency, um, you know, kind of uh, that are kind of almost on that Steph Curry level, um, light, Steph Curry light uh, of, of sorts. No, it was really cool. How crazy and is that? It's not, well, it's pretty high. The thing is, is remember, and Nate, I think you'll agree with this, just because you haven't ranked 41 doesn't mean you're taking him there, right? In a mm-hmm. snake draft. Heck no. You oh, just, no. He's no, just going to no. be at the top of your list by the time it starts to get reasonable. Maybe you're in the bottom yep. of the fifth and you're, you're willing to reach a bit. I get that. Yeah. I just wanted to say uh, about Anthony Simons as kind of a, you know, bring him back, uh, you know, a secondary Blazers fan or just geographical, you know, I've been following the team and it's been cool watching the evolution of Anthony Simons as far as his feeling like his confidence level. And I think this year he's going to feel a sense of entitlement, not in an arrogant way, but it's kind of like, I paid my dues here. I sat behind Damon CJ. I showed that I can be a go-to scorer. And I know we've talked a little bit about, you know, there's a, a kind of a four-way tug and pull, but I think honestly, like for this season, this is Anthony Simons team. Do you agree with that as a Blazers fan? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I think, and I think the, the franchise, you know, the front, the front office and the entire franchise wants to see what that looks like because, because they're, they, they know that they're committed uh, at least for a while to building around Jaden and Scoot. Um, They, they want to see how that's going, but the biggest question mark is does Anthony fit in with those two or is he somebody that wants to get traded? And I think they're going to spend the season figuring that out. Um, So I think he's a, He's a smash in as far as draft goes, and uh, and I I think that I think everybody should be targeting him um, in their t- in their, in their leagues. I actually got a message on Twitter from a commissioner in another league, and he asked me if I'm interested in Simons, and I was like, hey man, I'm about to record a podcast, uh, but yeah, we can talk later. And, I, and also, I said I heard Josh Lloyd shout you out because he was on a, one of his mock drafts. <laughs> I thought that was funny, uh, and I was like, you took Bam at twenty, dude. What are you doing? Josh burned you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, okay. So we'll transition out of the Anthony Simons talk. Natron has him ranked 41. I don't think it's wild. Just please don't take him there. Um, yeah. so here's my two high guy, Jalen Brunson. He's a rank mm-hmm. of, 
has a rank of 38, mm. uh, ADP of 37. They're kissing each other. Uh, now, listen, Brunson is absolutely fine where he's going. I don't have an issue with where he's going. Uh, this first jumped out to me because I feel like he's being drafted at a ceiling. Um, I love some of the values in this round. Brunson uh, is almost at the bottom of the third. I mean, you know, ADP of 37. I just don't want him as my third or fourth best player, especially my third. You get high mm. scoring. That's cool. But you're only getting two threes a game. Uh, his six assists is fine. Uh, almost no defensive stats. You didn't even average a full steal. Um, so in this range, give me Darius Garland. Give me Evan Mobley. And definitely give me uh, my next player uh, whose ADP is right next to him over Brunson. Um, so, yeah, I'll let you rebuttal. I think he's a high floor pick. And maybe if you've gambled a bit early, but, you know, please don't be gambling too hard in your first three rounds or if this is the end of the third. I just it, I, I just don't see it in a nine category league. I think that we might have seen his best season last season um, or at least, you know, what his best season looks like. Maybe I think the hope is he repeats last season this season. Yeah, he clearly had a great uh, offseason for Team USA, um, kind of was the leader there. But I kind of feel exactly the same way. Yeah, I, okay. I saw I saw his ADP and I thought, oh, man, I really would have liked him on my team. Yeah. I really would have enjoyed having him. But at that price, I just it's not going to happen. Right. And it's not because I don't like the player. I do. But it's just okay. it's uh, it's about eight picks, nine picks too early in my mind. Agreed. That was okay. I didn't know if we would agree on that one, but right on. Okay. So this is who I'm taking over him 10 times out of 10. He has a rank of 42. His ADP is 38.9. He is also a point guard. Nathan Lucky, any idea what point guard I might be drafting in that range? Uh, Probably Fox. Yes, this is De'Aaron Fox. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is. It is De'Aaron Fox. Real shock there. If you're, if you're new to the show or it's, you know, if you don't draft with us every year, uh, every single time this player is nominated in an auction, people are like, oh, God, here comes Jamie. Oh, about to blow the wad, blah, blah, blah. This year, I was I really appreciated not getting bid up. I got him at $25, and I just – I appreciate it, guys. You could have bid me up to 32 I appreciate that. I'll remember it. Um, so here's the thing, man. I think, yeah, he's, a, he's an across-the-board player uh, whose uh, only – concern or is pretty low weekly free throw percentage floor. I bring up the weekly thing because I had him year in year out. Um, he averaged about 77% from the line last year. He does have some weeks where he he's really off. He's a streaky free throw shooter. He'll have weeks where he shoots 85% from the line. So um, I, yeah, if you punt those, he's a borderline second rounder. Um, but even if you're not, if you're just absorbing them into the team, I just think, he seems to be ranked and priced as if he did not take that mini leap last season. He did take a leap. Uh, I love. I also like these players that are that play for teams that you know are going to push it till the end. The Kings are going to be fighting for that third, fourth, fifth seed range. Just a little nugget. Sometimes I'll use it as a tiebreaker. If it's a team at the very top that might rest guys, or a team at the very bottom that might have incentive to tank, I like players in the middle like De'Aaron Fox. Little nugget. Yeah. Okay. Go I ahead and tell it. me that I'm totally off my skis. No, you're not. I think he's, this is, uh, after you get past that first wave of point guards, um, I think he's right at the kind of the, the front of that next wave. And I think it's a lot of it is, uh, is pairing, you know, because, because the first couple guys don't have much obvious holes in their game. De'Aaron Fox has a couple deficiencies that if you can do, if you can build around one or two things, 
then he's stellar and he's a he's a front guy so uh i got no problem with this whatsoever and uh my only regret is not bidding you up more apparently well i appreciate it i think everybody just moved on and was going to grab a beer once darren fox came up this year um yeah in this round this range here i think i think it's a good thing to kind of uh keep in mind too is is take a look at what your scoring format is mm. because Yahoo standard defaults uh, maybe complete their rankings and their ADP may be completely different than what you're going for. Uh, I mean, the Yahoo default league has two centers in it. Uh, for instance, maybe you don't have two centers. So these, a lot of these ADPs reflect a higher center rating. Um, so centers are getting a little bit of a boost across the board. So I think that's something to kind of keep in mind. If you have two centers, then then that's totally fair. But if your league does not, um, ours, you know ours is not and so i have went through on my rankings and gave every center about a five to seven spot drop um and so a lot of these centers in these leagues are in this this range like for example uh i you know walker kessler is going right around here and walker kessler is great but i'm not taking them anywhere near this high um yeah they just don't think that there's quite the around the around the board production um and i think that's really a reflection of of a two center system. Um, I think miles Turner is going uh, in that third round too. And I feel a little queasy about that as well. And I think just, so I think there's just a lot of centers that fly off in this particular area that I would be waiting, would prefer to wait on. I'm a little frustrated right now. Can I be honest? I thought we were going to be a little more like KOC and Berno, but we're just kind of agreeing a lot, which is, which is cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm going to come up with some things that we like really dislike <laughs> about each other here real quick. This would be funner. So the player I have here at is too high in the fifth round is not Walker Kessler, but it's a similar, um, similar reason. Uh, so I have, I have Jared Allen here. Uh, mm, his, his rank is. Okay. So his rank is 54 ADP is 56. Um, so what I jotted down, which I, which I like is I feel similar to the fro. Are we still saying, are we still doing the fro thing? So do, we're saying, is that his nickname? Which, yeah. And, and once again, yeah, this an falls into my, yeah, this falls into my, uh, my, my belief that players with tall hair get to typically get overrated. I think it's that Fletch uh, is the little Fletch bump. I don't know if anybody's seen the movie Fletch with Chevy Chase. Out there. Fletch um, lives yeah. came on at a hotel recently. It's not good, but I'll watch it at two in the morning. Yeah, right. It's not good. The first one was fantastic. Yeah, seven foot four, the Afro. And so I think that, uh, you know, just for the same reason that I uh, was thinking that uh, uh, Anthony Black might get a little overdrafted this year. Um, I'm going to put uh, <laughs> I'm going to put both these guys in the same category. That's magic rookie point guard, Anthony Black. Um, right. OK, so, yeah, I think Jared Allen is as a center is similar to how I view Brunson as a point guard. Um but you know, it's these are players with comparable skill sets and profiles. Uh, well, rather, there are players later that have comparable skill sets and profiles to to Jared Allen. And I think there are some guards like you, like for instance, I'd much rather have Simons three rounds later than Brunson. Uh, and there are some players that I'd much rather have three rounds later than Jared Allen. Uh, last year, Jared Allen gave you fourteen points and ten blocks. So that's that's cool. I think people draft him for his blocks. Uh, Natron clean. How many blocks did Jared Allen average last season? You've got to guess. Mm, 1.6. 1.2. And obviously this can fluctuate. There's a, people need to, I think it's very important. I know Josh Lloyd hammers his home. Steals in particular, but steals and blocks. It can really fluctuate season to season. 
I know you and I argued a lot about um, Gary Trent and his steals not being sticky last season in the preseason, and they weren't that sticky. So I won that one. He still got steals, but he didn't have that crazy outlier season top five. Um, they can just be, they can fluctuate. So I would actually wrap. Yeah, didn't you trade for him from my team early, midway through the season? Sorry, that wasn't sorry. Me. Just an aside. Just an aside. That wasn't me. Oh, okay. He ended up on your team, though. Oh, uh, well, maybe he did, but maybe I streamed it and streamed him in for some steals. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would actually, <laughs> I'd rather take a shot on Walker Kessler if I'm going to draft, if I feel like I need a big guy in round five, I'd rather draft a player who can lead the league in blocks. Uh, mm-hmm. But rather than do that, I'd rather wait for Mark Williams in Charlotte. I'd rather wait for Dan Gaffert in Washington. I'd rather wait for Jalen Duran, 30, 40 picks later, some of these guys, than take Jared Allen in the fifth. Why is Jared Allen going in the fifth? I don't really understand that. I feel the same way with Nick Claxon too, even though I like both the players. I feel like that you can get 90% of the production five five rounds later, um, especially if, if it's you're drafting for two categories there. Um there's not a, 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 you know, I think that I don't, I don't really value. When you're drafting for three, you're getting rebounds, field goal percentage, and blocks. But with Jared Allen, you're not getting that many blocks, which is sneaky. Uh, I definitely no. like Claxton about a round more than Jared Allen. I just think, I mean, he averaged, off the top of my head, I think he averaged 2.8 blocks last year. Uh, and I, I just, man, I do love Nick Claxton. I just do. I love him. Fun to watch. Um but yeah, yeah, I have him better round higher. But uh, anyways, too yeah, high I, in the fifth. I haven't, I haven't faded. I have him in my sixth round. So anyone else you want to touch on in the fifth is going too high. In the fifth, uh, the only one that I have, you know, I I got Kawhi Leonard going too high. I got Zach Levine going too high. But those ones are whatever here or there. Here's one that maybe you're going to completely disagree with me on, and uh, is I had I'm fading Jamal Murray a little bit in the fifth. Uh, in the fifth, I have him going yeah. more like in the sixth. Um, and I just think that he's a little bit of a mm-hmm. uh, uh, he's, he's a fantastic playoff performer and regular season performer. He takes some games off and coasts some nights. And uh, I don't really see the elite upside. That's an interesting one. I don't I love Jamal Murray is one of my probably 10 or 12 favorite players in the league to root for. Uh, but I haven't had a strong take on him this fantasy season. Um, he is going, uh, his ADP is 41. His uh, rank is 43. Yeah. There's other guys in the range I'd rather have. I would take Jamal Murray over Jalen Brunson personally. Um, <laughs> but that, that's more of just a personal preference. <laughs> I just like uh, Jamal Murray more. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like that the fact that in the playoffs, he stepped his game up. He averaged 26.7 assists, six boards. Uh, and I think he's proven he's passed the torn ACL. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. a big deal, but he is one of sure. these players sure. that, you know, if the nuggets have locked up home court advantage, he could, you know, in your fantasy playoffs, depending on when they are, you could get some rest days. So yeah, I, you know, he'd return six round value last season, a nine cat. So he is actually being drafted ahead of where he finished last season. He isn't getting younger. Um, I think that's a good call. I, I think Jamal Murray should be more mid fifth. And if you can get him in the six, like, wow. But he's not, a, I, don't, I don't like him at ADP. I, I think he needs to be about a half around, half around lower than he's going, which again is uh, ADP of 41. Yeah. It, in the in the sixth round, I, here's a guy that I, I hate myself for having as going a full round and a half earlier than this. And I was so thankful I didn't get him in our, in our league. Um, that's Jalen Green. Is any chance he ends up on any of your teams? No, I'm good. 
I'm chilling. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, no, I'm definitely good. I would rather take a shot with the fun factor of Scoot Henderson in the same range than draft Jalen Green this season. Um, I didn't think we'd talk about Jalen Green today. I didn't know we'd get that low. Where Do you have his ADP in front of you? I can get it. Yeah, I unfortunately have him at 68. Okay. Yeah, it looks like the latest update is... insane. He's 77.7. Oh, no, right? so that's that's my personal ranking. I don't know. You got, oh, you have him high. Dang. Okay. His, his, uh, his rank is 71. His ADP is 77. So even though there's the high-flying, you know, highlight factor of Jalen Green, it's a, it's interesting to say his ADP below his um, rank. So you have him. Yeah. You still have him in the 60s. I do. You can't and quit I, him. You can't quit Jalen Green. I, yeah, I, I really tr- did not want to leave any draft with him. But at the same time, I think he's – I'm more scared to not draft him than I am almost any other player. Um, I feel like there's always a few of those guys that you, you don't want to draft. I mean, Zion Williamson is, is kind of the quintessential version of this. The guy that you, you're so afraid to not draft. Wimby this year. I mean, I think we both of us left that podcast two days ago thinking, maybe we should have gotten a share of Wimby. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's why you do this too. I mean, it's okay. Like, we're not locking in these tanks uh, and etching them in stone. But, uh, okay, let me circle back to my two low player from the fifth round because I refused to talk about him earlier when you prompted me. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the players in the sixth round in general feel pretty on value. So I was trying to think, like, who do I think has the best shot in going in the sixth round right now at top 40 value? And I think it just might be Scotty Barnes. I do. And I was totally ready to just kind of not be out on him. But, you know, I was so high on him last year and I got a little over my skis. Uh, His rank is 49. His ADP is 50. But he's just looked fantastic in the preseason, man. Like, and I didn't get him anywhere, despite the fact that he he does have my guy status. He is one of my guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think the team might run through him in his third season. I think that. Uh, in the end, when when the dust settles on the season, if if it's not working out, I think that it's going to be Pascal that's the odd man out, not Scotty Barnes. As far I mean, I think Scott they're not trading Scotty Barnes. I think if they were going to trade one of them, it would be Pascal. So I do kind of like I want to embed that into my ranking and my my projections of Scotty Barnes a little bit. Um, but I I don't know. I think he showed that he can run the run a team in the preseason. I know it's just a preseason, but but he flashed some stuff that I was hoping to see from him last year. And the runway is clear for this dude, man. Yeah, I mean they clearly or I mean according to rumors, they they rebuked uh trades for KD and uh Lillard for him. Um if you if the rumors are to be true. But uh yeah, I, I have him ranked as my number twenty seventh player. Oh my god. Yeah. Pause and the podcast. Of, yeah. And part of that is is the small forward bump. Part of that is the fact that it, the offense is going to run, like you said, the offense is going to run through him. He's point Barnes this season. You say twenty so seventh? Yeah, I'm way up there. Uh, I think you, he's gonna. I think his, him his numbers me. are going to go so high. Okay. Uh, I mean, I think he's going to be. I wouldn't be shocked to see him average eight assists this game this season. Eight, yeah. like eight assists, eight eight boards. Um, 20 points. I mean, I think we're going to see a giant jump up. You know, you're not going to get threes. He's a good defender. You kind of hope that the defensive stats kind of come in line. They've been low. They were super low last season, which is part of the reason that he was torpedoed was that he basically averaged at, uh, you know, I'm going to have to look at this up, but a really low number of, uh, of blocks and steals. So if he can raise them up just a little bit back to 
what his reputation was coming into the league, I think you're looking at a top 25 player easy. Let the record show that Nathan Lickie has ranked Scotty Barnes number 27 in nine category leagues for the 23-24 fantasy basketball season. Let the record show this. You've taken him. He's no longer my guy. He's your guy. I don't have him out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't see a. I don't see a top 25 case for him. Top 35 maybe, but. Yeah, I mean, we're, I guess we're splitting hairs at that point. But, yeah, I think – so we agree. He's too low in the fifth. I mean, geez. He's way too low in the fifth. Yeah, if he's there in your fifth, what are you doing? Like, the, the point is we agree. That, like, okay, yes. Right on. right on. Well, that'll be fun. We'll, we'll root for him together. Um, I, we'll be doing props and all kinds of stuff following trends. So we'll, let's, let's, let's have our friendship kind of run through Scotty Barnes this season. Um, <laughs> okay. Fair. I'm into you, that. You want to get into the sixth round? Yeah, I think uh, a couple guys I have in this range uh, – you know, that depends on where you're, where you're drafting and when I, um, I'm not touching James Harden. Um, and I'm not touching or, uh, I am absolutely not touching him. The, a guy that I would be reluctant to draft, although like I'm totally in favor of, I feel like in, I'm totally on board with the idea of like plug your nose and draft this, and draft this type of, uh, aging vet. But, uh, I'm not t- I'm not touching that his range right now, which is Vujicic. He's just too old. Uh, yeah, old man I, squad. He's great. I mean, he's stellar, but uh, you know, you're you're paying for last season's production, which was an incredibly healthy season. Um, and so I think you know it, it's pretty fair to to expect some fall off from a guy in his mid 30s at this point. Funny, I think Vuj really like illustrates styles a lot. I was listening to. Um, Dan Besbris and Josh Lloyd. I forget which pod it was. If it was, of course, Dan Besbris likes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as the Roto King and the Old Man Squad. Yeah, so that was like their pivot player. Where like, yeah, Dan's just like, what are you guys talking about? Like, he's still just the floor he brings you. Like, he helps you everywhere. He hurts you nowhere. And I'm a little more of the mind of like, yeah, I still think there's too much upside on the bones in this round. Uh, you know, in round five. That uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm passing on Booch. I'm perfectly fine to miss his high efficiency 17 points and nine rebounds. I'm cool. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's just me. The, yeah, it, the the last fade I have, and then after this, I really feel like it's hard to get misses with these later round picks. It's like, um, you know, it's once again, it, it's there's some there's some guys I don't like as much, but. Uh, the last guy I really don't like at this ADP is Michael Porter Jr., who was formerly one of my guys. Michael Porter. Uh, yeah. He's just – we saw last season's yeah. breakout, yeah. and it wasn't that good. Yeah, I'm out on him too. I, again, I think I gave a little uh, prompt or uh, asterisk at the beginning of this podcast saying this isn't a do not draft or fade list, but I think some guys are just guys you're going to pass, and I guess that in essence is a bit of a, a fade list. But uh, – yeah. Here's a guy in round six. I think is going too high, and I just don't quite see it. You know, he doesn't have the upside of some of the other wings in this range, and that's Cameron Johnson over there in Brooklyn. Mm. Um, he has an ADP of sixty-five. I, he's solid, but I just don't see a big jump coming out of his profile. Um, I just he on the court, he just look, he's a he's a he's a very good role player. He's very smooth. He's tall. Uh, he he does have a bit of elevation to his hair, so maybe that's a part of it. But I don't know. There in the sixth in the go. sixth round, man, give me Devin Vassell every time over Cam Johnson. Their ADPs are right next to each other, so I know we're going a little quicker in this part. So, yeah, I mean, give me Devin Vassell every or every time over Cam Johnson. You know, I think Devin Vassell, simply put, is Paul George in the making. 
I think that's his style of play. He sh- he flashed the ability to facilitate the way he's playing off of Wemby. Like I, I love Devin Vassell on this range. It's not even close. I think if you draft Cam Johnson over Devin Vassell in a nine category league, uh, you will regret it, my friend. I agree with the first part of your statement for sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, Cam Johnson's sneakily way older than you think he is. I feel like uh, he's he was a four or five year starter in North, you know, North Carolina, Good and then point. he's been Good a few point. years at, at Phoenix. So there's not quite that like youthful pop like you'd expect. I think he is what he what he is. So I I think projecting anything higher than what we saw last season um, is just is kind of fool's gold. Uh, Devin Vassell was really good on a per game basis last season. So you think he's, he's kind of that post hype, uh, post hype sleeper. And I kind of like that for him quite a bit. Uh, Paul George, I do not necessarily see, see that. Um, but I do think he's a really um, efficiently score, uh, a really efficient scorer and on a team that's really going to need the scoring. So I like that. Um, but uh, I'm not willing to call him Paul George though. Hey, man, this is just as clairvoyant as your John Collins is from Utah. Devin Vassell, where's number 24? Paul George in Indiana, number 24. (laughs) So that just kind of came to me. Okay, I'm just I'm going to breeze through these and then toss it to you for anyone you have in in these rounds. I in the seventh rounds, Clint Capella with a rank of 74. Why? Uh, I've personally seen um, uh, Akamu go as uh, late as pick 131 in a competent nine cat draft. Uh, I took him there. Um, so I just, there's no reason to tank Capella here in round seven as his role continues to diminish. There's just still other bigs with more upside who are going to give you similar profiles. Capella's hurt quite a bit. Um, and I just don't see a reason. I still think it's too early. Uh, I think Capella is one of those guys that you grab if you're like, oh, crap, it's round seven. I don't have a center. Uh, and you're on the clock. I mean, that's my opinion of why Capella would be in this range. I just don't see it. What about you on Capella? Uh, I think uh, he just continues to keep going on. I feel like we've, we've projected the decline of him for a couple seasons now. Um, so I think on one hand, uh, I totally agree. I think the it should be a con with a starting con was looked awesome. Um, he's way more upside. I don't know what Atlanta is doing, frankly. Um, but at the same time, he's the starting center. And when he's the starting center, he racks up giant rebounding numbers and giant block numbers. I do think he's headed towards a timeshare. Um, and so oh, he's, in, he's draft, in one. Yeah. I wouldn't draft him at that particular range, but I would happily have Clint Cabell on my team. But I think um, I would prefer him to slip a little bit further. Uh, down to me i would temper your expectations on capella but yeah okay fair enough he's still serviceable for sure okay so too low in round seven uh with the rank of 86 kyle kuzma baby uh he is the wing version of uh jordan pool uh this dude's gonna go nuts he's gonna get all the shots he wants uh I, we talked about him in our panic or party episode and i <laughs> uh, think i outlined that uh, he could have 20 he could average 25 points eight rebounds and five assists uh mm-hmm. so yeah in round eight man round seven round eight uh please pluck away uh he rank of 86 i'd be happy to take him uh high 60s uh where are you out on coups yeah it's fair i think uh I, yeah i don't i don't see top 40 upside for him but i think you see giant box scores his role is really 
his floor is so high. Uh, and I think you have the ability to potentially, if you ever need to change your roster construction, he's a guy that you can move on from pretty easily because um, he's somebody that can entice somebody else in a yes, trade just because you can exactly. say, hey, this guy's averaging 25, 5, and 5. Uh, and they'll go, oh, yeah. okay, well, I, I, I could use this. Like So I, I like that, um, which is the same reason I have um, going a little bit above him, um, Tyler Hero, for that same exact reason. Okay. I think he's going to put up monster numbers. Uh, and I think that uh, in, I think his role is locked in. And uh, I think I feel exactly everything I said about uh, Kuzma. I feel the same way about Hero. I think at that point, it's a just, uh, it's, what do you need as far as positional uh, versatility on your squad? What I think Hero or Kuzma, it's it's just pick your poison on that. Um, it's yeah. a layup either way in that range. Uh, but if, like you said, if you do draft Kyle Kuzma, uh, you have that baked-in advantage that if he has a big game on a Sunday and it puts you over the edge on your opponent, you can then send him that picture of Kuzma in that giant weird pink sweater. I mean, that's just a nice thing to have in your arsenal. That's you true. Just, There's nothing more embarrassing than getting nothing. beat by the Kuz. No, dude. So, you know, you can make a coffee cup and send it to him if it's title week, all kinds of good stuff. But, um, but yeah, that is, that's my list, man. We went uh, eight rounds deep. We wanted to try our hand at breezing through and, and while also giving a little bit of depth on why we, we uh, think players are going a little too high or too low in their range. Uh, Nate, anyone on your list you got to unearth before we kind of wrap up? Yeah, everything after this is kind of more of those uh, kind of fringe starters. So I think we kind of covered the meat and potatoes of, of the draft, and uh, uh, and we'll see we'll see how well this ages. But uh, that's at least uh, our set in stone feelings <laughs> in this particular second in time. I'll use this opportunity just to remind people: maybe you're new to fantasy basketball, you stumbled upon this. Uh, I'm not the only person to stress this, but in the double digit rounds identify the upside targets that you have and take your shots. Don't worry so much about ADP. Once you're in the one twenties, one thirties, ADP doesn't mean anything. And I would never take a Kevin Herter or Harrison Barnes or some of these kind of plugged in, no ceiling role players over some of these deeper cuts, whether it's uh, any rookie with the last name Thompson or, you know, go back to our rookie pod that we just put out and listen to some of those take shots. Um, Don't look to don't think, Oh, you know, I'm just trying to edge out my roster and I could use some free throw percentage. So I'll draft Harrison Barnes here and I hate to pick on him, but he is kind of a, the Harry B line. So identify those, those uh, upside players you want to gamble on. And if it doesn't work out, you don't have to stay attached to them. If their role didn't shake out in the rotation, if it's been a month and they're only getting, you know, if, say you draft Keontae George, we both like Keontae George and he's not in the rotation yet. You don't have to hold on to him, but draft Keontae George before you draft. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you got it. You got a journeyman point guard that pro- is going ahead of Keontae George. Uh, the uh, people, Tyce Jones. Yeah, that's, yeah, sure. Or like, uh, I guess Emmanuel quickly, and we can Trey get Jones. <laughs> Maybe Trey Jones. At this point, yes, he lost the starting job. I would take Keontae George over Trey Jones. Yeah, that's a yeah. good one. There's something nice. There's something nice about drafting those guys that are either going to smash yes. right away immediately, or, or you can cut them and stream them immediately. There's nothing worse than having. That, that guy that you're like, well, he's pretty good. Or now I got to like hang on to him for a while. Um, I think that's that's actually a little bit of an anchor. Did we just name our waiver wire segment where we're giving advice on if you can cut somebody or keep them, smash or pass? I hope not. 
we kind of just said that so that's our uh that's our las vegas themed uh, podcast oh man okay well hey if i'm hoping that this is gonna find you before your last draft of the season that is my goal once nate and i get off uh off the pod here i'm gonna chop this up and get it out as quick as possible uh so thank you for listening please do let us know how you came across the podcast if you're new to it if you saw it on youtube please leave a comment uh if you think we're blowhards that's cool uh, let us know why. Um, but yeah, just let us know where you're finding this. Welcome to the eve of the eve of the season. Any other words of wisdom, Nate? No, appreciate everybody listening. And uh, we'll come back for you and uh, right before the season. And uh, happy drafting. We will come back for you. That's nice. <laughs> All right, y'all. For Nate Strong Clean, this is Flying J, me. Just reminding y'all to uh, just stay fresh to death. And uh, good luck. Good luck week one, unless if you're playing me.